Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of nerd culture, reality TV, and current events from this week. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watch Me Neither. I'm here, my boy, Jack. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. This is your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs. And I'm here with my co-host, Jeff, a.k.a. DJ Penguin. DJ Penguin. DJ Penguin. Yo, have you seen that Penguin Dance meme that's been going around? I'm pretty sure I've sent you like 14 of them. Did you? Well, yes, but you you, you <laughs> sent me the penguins. You haven't sent me the ones that people are actually doing the penguin dance. Oh, that's true. Yes, I sent you the the Madagascar penguins with the with the song in the back. Yes, that's I can't get over that meme. It's so funny. It cracks me up. Like so many people doing the dancing. I tried to get people to do that at a wedding that I'm going to. I'm going to a wedding in Arizona soon. And I had dance practice today. So I did dance practice all day today. And I was like, yo, can we do this song with the penguins? And people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, there's a song <laughs> on TikTok with penguins. And they're like, dude, we're, we're doing Bollywood song. I'm like, no, 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 guys, there's a dance <laughs> with penguins. And that, like, I showed them, I showed it to them and they just look at me like I am the biggest weirdo in the world. And I feel like there is a big divide between people who are on tiktok and people who are not on tiktok like oh, it's a completely different world like they don't know any of the viral stuff they'll probably find out about it in like a month when it gets on instagram <laughs> and then like somebody will tell them about it or facebook and then like they'll it'll probably be played out by then but like it's so weird like watch I, I told i showed this to like a few people and they're like i don't get it it's not funny and then like a week later, they're like, oh, my God, this is so funny. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's only not funny because it's coming from you and not from somebody else. I know. It's, it's so funny how memes work. Like, if you get a meme super early, people just look at you like you're the biggest weirdo. And then, like, when it catches on and everyone's doing it, then, like, they're like, it's nothing. It's like that never happened. They never looked at you like you were a weirdo. Mm-hmm, yep. And they won't even acknowledge you were the first one to do it either. Like they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this person sent it to me. It's the funniest thing ever." I was like, "Bro, I sent it to you two weeks ago." Like, yeah, no, yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Scroll up, scroll up. <laughs> like, oh shit, yes you did. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's so funny. I remember the one you sent me was pretty funny too. It's just <laughs> really funny. I just yeah. get a kick out of it. Um, I just love those penguins from Madagascar. They're just so funny. They are like I I've been a big fan of them ever since like the original Madagascar movie came out before the whole spinoffs happened. 
They're so good. Yeah. And like I noticed there's like a few there's like a trend of like I don't know how to explain this jazz. So here it is, right? They have these characters who are just like these goofy, small, random characters, and people just happen to love them. Like the minions, people love the minions, man. They're mm-hmm. like so popular. Then you got the Madagascar penguins. Um, I don't know if you ever played this game called Raving Rabbits. It's another video game. They're just like That's minions. From Rayman. Yeah, from Rayman, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, Rayman, yeah, exactly. I've played the Rayman games. I haven't played Raging Rabbits or Raving Rabbits, but I've played the original game where they're from. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's something about these characters where they're just, like, goofy and, like, people just love them. Like, I don't know. I want to create a character like that one day. Now now that you mentioned, like, uh, the Penguins of Madagascar and we're going, like, all the way back. Yeah. Have you heard the Urdu version to I Like to Move It, Move It? No, <laughs> I have not. Do I have something for you? All right, send it to me. Oh, are you going to show it now? Are you going to show it I'm live? Show it now, dude. Yeah. All right, guys, you're in for a treat. Jazz is going to show you live. Hell, hell, can nacho, nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho, nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho, nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho, nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho, nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho, nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho, nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho, nacho. Hell, hell, can nacho. All right, I'll stop there. But <laughs> that's so funny. Yo, send me that. Send me that. I'm gonna post that on my TikTok. All right, yeah, that's we'll send so it out to everybody to watch the full thing. But yeah, this is like what my um cousins were obsessed with, like in 2006. But yes, this transcends, you know, just like in America. It's like global when you have a character like this. Everyone will love it. Oh, my God. I got to find a way to get this into our our wedding song for the wedding that I'm going to. This this nah. would this would light up the dance floor. And for people who don't speak like Urdu like or Hindi, nacho does not mean like queso. <laughs> like it doesn't mean cheese. Yeah, no, it, no, it, it means dance. it means to dance, and hill means to move. So right, so it's I like to move it, move it. <laughs> right. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, nacho, the nacho. translation was on point with that one. I was like, oh wow, cool. Yeah. Oh, we got a, a Ruby in the comment. Shout out to Ruby. I want to get Ruby on our weekly Saturday uh, Sunday episodes, but she I don't know if she has internet yet. I don't know if she uh is completely uh da, domiciled in the <laughs> East Coast. Is that the word? <laughs> is that how I don't know. Domiciled. <laughs> I'm not good at, for all of you that listen to this podcast. I am not good with words. I mix up my words a lot. I have like a condition where I I mix up words and I also have a stutter and I also have a lisp and I am the worst person to ever have a podcast. Yet here we are. (laughs) All right. Well, let me tell you something. Ruby's calling you out in the comments. The stream test works. She told you. She's streaming already. I thought she meant... Carlos. I thought she meant the stream test works and then like she can listen to our podcast. Now I didn't mean I didn't know it, it works well enough to be on the podcast, but yes, Ruby, uh we'll send you an, we'll send you we'll send you a link right now. We don't give a shit. 
Carlos, we'll send you a link too. Carlos is also in the comments. We'll bring you on right now. We'll do it live. We'll do it live, people. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about our Sunday episodes is we have no script. We have no – well, we never have a script, but we have like, like no – We never have a script. What are you well, talking we, about? We don't have a script, but we have like an outline because like we review movies and we got to break down everything that happened in the movie, right? So it's not a script, but it is like a little bit of an outline. But our Sunday's episode are a free-for-all because we just – bring up random stuff like we have no idea of what we're going to talk about we just talked about dancing penguins for like the first seven minutes of this episode <laughs> that it's was great. not planned <laughs> yeah. all right ruby is domicile we will have her on next week and carlos we're gonna try to get him on for blue beetle whenever we do blue beetle that's probably what thursday or wednesday whichever day yes yes inshallah that will be either wednesday <laughs> or thursday <laughs> do you mean it as inshallah or inshallah because i'm not sure right now <laughs> <laughs> so what jazz means is there's two ways to say inshallah number one is like the honest way to say it where it's like you're really hoping that it will happen uh god willing or it's just an excuse to say no but trying to put the blame on god instead of you <laughs> <laughs> In, in, like, yeah, which one is it? Is it inshallah or is it inshallah? I don't know. Yo, if, if you are not Muslim and a Muslim person ever asks you to do something, just say inshallah. It'll freak them out. <laughs> It'll freak them out and you'll be off the hook. Because if it doesn't happen, it's God's fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> God willing. God willing. <laughs> Telling you guys that right now, man. Oh. My God, I don't even know what to talk about. We got so much. Speaking of like memes, you know the penguin meme we talked about. Have you heard about this meme where parents are cracking eggs on their kids' heads and putting them in the like basket? Have you seen that? No. What? Yeah. So like, it's kind of messed up, and like, there's two sides. And you know me, I'm very centralist, so I'm always like, all right, Boo. I gotta see see both points. Right. Coward, pick a side. I all right. It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't have a side. It's that I could be convinced to one side or another, pretty easily. <laughs> if Coward. you just give me, if you just give me good enough facts. All right, this what happens, right? The the joke is you get your kid ready to like cook with you, and when you're about to break the egg, instead of breaking the egg on the counter, you break it on their head, and then you put it in the bowl and you look for their reaction. That's it. That's all it is. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah, send it to me, and I will let you know if I approve it. <laughs> Ruby says, Aneev is like, show me a fence, and I'll sit on it. <laughs> 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 all right. So at first, I thought it was funny. At first, I thought it was funny because uh, a few people did it, and the kids laugh, and the parents laugh. But then I saw a few of them, and, like, the kid didn't laugh. And I was like... It kind of makes me feel weird. I was like, it made me feel a little weird. I'm like, this kid, like, you ask them to cook, help you cook. They're, like, so excited. They're so happy. And then you crack this egg on their head, and you laugh at them. And, like, their reaction wasn't, like, joy or funny. It was very, like, confusion, like, like a, a mistrust. It was really weird. Um... And, like, I think the problem here is they're doing it to kids that are a little bit young, too young to understand what a 
prank is. And it, it's really, really sad. It, it looks really sad to me. So I'm yeah. on the side where like it's not appropriate. So like I'm I, I can see why it would be funny if you did it to older kids. But like they're doing it to like toddlers, and I feel like it's 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 kind of no, mean. You should not do to toddlers. That is so messed up. Yeah, and like and the thing is like they just like laugh at them. They don't explain to them what just happened. Like if you do it, you gotta explain to them. Hey, it's a prank. Give them a hug and say it's a joke. Make them feel good. But like these kids really just like look into the camera and they're so confused and they're so hurt. And like I. I really didn't like the way it made me feel like, like at first I was like, okay, cool, fun joke. But now I'm like, mm, this doesn't make me feel good. So I'm on yeah. the side of like, yo, um, let's chill with that. No, no. I think there's a difference there. Cause like, if you're like nine or 10 and you have a kid who's nine or 10, and you're doing it to them. Yeah. Then if they're laughing about it, then it's fine. Right. But don't do it to kids who are just trying to learn about the world. It's like, why did the adult hurt me? Like, Right. That's just so messed up. No, don't give them that idea. Like, no. But then again, I came from a world where they made us fight each other in Baby Fight Club. Also correct, <laughs> yes. But we don't want to pass that trauma on to our kids, okay? That is true. Our our uncles would put all, like, the our cousins all in, like, a little circle and make us just fight each other in a little Baby Fight Club. So yeah. we come from a different world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yep, uh, oh, we got some people in the comments. Like some other people have said it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ruby says you can crack an egg without making a mess. In which case, I think it's hilarious. Okay. Did you? Did she mean you? You can't crack an egg without making eggs. I don't, no, I don't get that. Yeah. One. Like if you were able to just, like crack an egg on someone's head without making a mess. Oh, then like, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. impressive. Like you got to do it with a straight face. Yeah. Uh, you can see some negative core memories being made. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yo, that's like, I, like this one girl. Like you can see in her eyes. Like my mother betrayed me. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, after I explained to her, Ruby was like, "Oh yeah, the babies wouldn't understand." Uh, or it's kind of like a parent who yells at a kid for a prank and and then can't prank the kid. Yeah, that, yeah, that's whole truth right there. Because like, if you are a parent who you get mad at your kids for pranking you and then do a prank on them, that's hypocritical. There, like, yeah, you, gotta, you know, if you're if you're gonna do it, you gotta be able to take it. So, hundred percent there. True, true. And we got Carlos saying it's really heartbreaking to watch these three year olds look so confused. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos was like, that's what happened to Pakistan. I didn't see that episode on Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. They would show it if they could. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Oh, man. That's, that's pretty funny. But, like, yeah, I do agree, man. Like, the, some of these pranks are, are too far. The thing is, like, for me, I've, I'm a very goofy uncle. And, like, I'm the oldest out of my brothers so i have like nieces and nephews but i'm older than their parents so that's Hmm. a weird dynamic because like i'm the oldest sibling but i don't have kids and i have nieces and nephews so like i can do things and not get in trouble so so i used to go around telling my niece to stop selling crack (laughs) since she was a baby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why would you do that i don't know i have a good 10 videos of me telling a baby stop selling crack <laughs> but the thing okay, is like a baby then it's funny <laughs> but the baby doesn't understand the word they just right, understand yeah. the tone so i'm like hey baby 
And she just looks at me and goes, stop selling crack. Stop selling crack. <laughs> like, I do. Like, okay, I'm that's like, fine. That's fine. <laughs> right? So the baby doesn't understand the words. They understand the tone. So, like, they think it's funny. So, like, she used to light up and crack up every time I used to do that. <laughs> but, like, after, like, she became one, my brother was like, dude, she's going to start picking it up. And then we have to explain to their teachers why they're telling people to stop selling crack. So I was like, okay, I won't do it anymore. And I have these on videos and I thought of like posting them online and see if it would go viral. But I know that everybody and their mothers would call me a horrible uncle because like there's two sides of like the internet. There's the one side of those like parents that are doing these practical jokes. Then there's one side of like parent, like people who are parents or maybe not parents or they take everything too seriously. And they would probably roast me for just telling my niece to stop selling crack. Even though, she, you know, stop selling crack is a good thing to do. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> wrong with telling. Like, no, no. Baby should sell crack. That's what Jazz is saying. <laughs> Jazz is like, no, no. Baby should sell crack. Um, and the thing is, it, it, it's a reference from a comedy skit from Dave Chappelle. Like, Dave Chappelle did a comedy skit back in um, D.C. back in, like, 2000 and, like, Two or 2003 where he's talking about how he got he went to the wrong town of uh in dc and on the corner he saw a baby selling crack and he got out of his like limo and he's like hey hey baby stop selling crack <laughs> and the baby and, and, the, and the baby goes fuck you i got kids to be i got kids to feed <laughs> and like that's the joke so like i always quote that joke and then i started quoting it to my niece uh so like i do these things but like they can't really say anything to me because I'm the older siblings. And in our culture, I have to get more respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yes. So immunity. <laughs> but I actually I, I actually do take it very seriously because like because like I don't want them to blame me for like any issues the kids have. So like like I want to spoil them and give them like chocolate and candies and stuff like that. But then I'm like, what if they're allergic? Right. And then I get blamed for it. I don't want that shit, man. For sure, like, dude. For sure. So, like, I always follow all their damn rules, but like, but like, like, I don't mess with allergies. That's scary to me. <laughs> Kids are allergic to anything these days. I mean, so were people when I went to school. So, like, really, oh, yo, yeah. when I went to school, we never heard of allergies. Like, allergies didn't exist. That's so bizarre. Yeah, no, I was allergic to like cut grass growing up. Really? I eventually, yeah, but it's a thing. Either that or everybody who had allergies died because we didn't know what they were. <laughs> You're privileged. I know. I am. I took an allergy, allergy test thing, and I have no allergies. And so I had to make up an allergy just to feel special. <laughs> I told people I'm allergic to strawberries just because I hate strawberries. And now people have to go out of their way not to put strawberries in any of my foods. Uh, that's funny <laughs> like I'll go to family events and they're like oh no make sure there's no strawberries make sure there's no strawberries and because they think I'm allergic but really I just like don't like them yeah. <laughs> Ruin, ruining everyone's experience <laughs> I'm so selfish horrible Neves. horrible I know I know but they found out I couldn't keep the ruse for too long I think I kept the ruse for like two years and then I had to <laughs> and then I had to okay yeah uh, Ruby, I know you were saying in the comments you can't hear my mic. Is this better? Ruby. 
Oh yeah, why are we waiting? As she's like on here and going to tell us. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> she's in the comments, and also there's a delay. <laughs> like I don't right, know yeah, why I'm we, I don't know why here. we were waiting for her. <laughs> as if she was, was so right dumb. here. See, I'm not awake, man. It's it's almost 10 p.m. I slept for 16 hours last night. I'm gonna sleep a bit yeah. more now. So. Oh man. All right. Well, what some other cool stuff that's happened uh, this week? Oh um, no, Carlos is actually allergic to strawberries. He, you appropriate <laughs> Carlos's culture. <laughs> he said you're appropriating my allergy. <laughs> <laughs> listen carlos if you ever come over my house you will be very very safe there will be no strawberries anywhere not even strawberry artificial flavors <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't mess with that here did you know the the banana flavor doesn't actually actually exist yeah that's because our bananas were genetically engineered and the original taste is gone now from the original bananas yeah and now the new bananas have the new banana taste but the old bananas have that weird synthetic banana taste that we now know as synthetic bananas. It's so wild, right? It's yeah. insane. You can actually buy the original bananas like from certain places. Like They still sell them, yeah. but it's just a small minority of man- bananas in the world. And so nothing we can do about it. Mm. Speaking of like babies, there is a, uh, a family tale about me that when I was a baby in Pakistan, around three years old... My grandfather fed me eight bananas, and I ate them in one sitting. I am impressed and concerned. But but they were like the baby bananas. They're like the size oh, of like your okay, fingers, yeah. like the baby bananas. But still, eight for a child is insane. Impressive. Yeah, and like and then like nobody believed him. Nobody believed my grandfather. So he made everybody sit down in a room. And gave me eight more bananas to eat. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. He's going to eat them all. I'm not crazy. <laughs> That's all yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. It's a little bit of, of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing my crazy ass life uh, with you guys. Um, oh, speaking of Pakistan, did you hear of this thing called Guti lifting? No. Okay, so apparently there's like this traditional sport in Pakistan where you lift these heavy stones, like heavy rocks. It's kind of like those power lifters, how they like lift these heavy rocks and they put them over like, you know, some kind of bar and stuff like that. Have you ever seen those, those power lifters? Yeah, no, I've seen the power lifters, yeah. But yeah. like, I didn't know so, like stones. So in Pakistan, it's the same thing. They have these like giant stones uh, and, and like it originates in Punjab. Uh, and what they do is... Uh, they hold these like huge stones and they have to hold it over their shoulders. They have to like pull up this over their shoulder. And it was a tradition in Pakistan where you couldn't get married unless you did this. So what happens is they would bring a, a, a boulder that was 176 pounds, about 80 kilograms. And somebody from the bride side would pick it up over their shoulder. And then the groom would have to pick it up over their shoulders, and the wedding possession, uh, like the wedding, could not begin until he did. You know what? This is like natural selection happening. I'm here for it. So, like now, I'm training to lift a 175 boulder on my shoulder. That yeah, is my new cool. life goal. <laughs> Maybe that's why no one's married me yet. Nobody knows that I can do this. 75 pounds over your shoulder. Okay. I don't know if I can. I've never tried it. I, I might sure be able you to. Can. Like... I can lift a 175 pound sandbag, but I don't know if I can get it over my shoulder. Uh, so I'm gonna see. I'm gonna try to do it. I'm gonna get my trainer, and I'm gonna tell my trainer. He's like, 
usually people come in and they're like, yeah, I want to get a six pack. I want to get abs. I want to get pecs. Uh, I'm going to be like, yo, I want to lift this on my shoulder so someone will marry me. <laughs> and he's going to be so confused. <laughs> he's going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just going to entertain it and make money off of him. Yeah, yeah. Ruby's like, where are you going to get a boulder? I mean, I, I don't know, Boulder, Colorado? I'm sure they have them there. <laughs> They're named after it. We're going to get a boulder target. <laughs> yeah, I got a target, get a boulder. I'm they sure have they have giant, boulders. Like little red boulders right outside. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can lift those. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> therefore, like people don't crash their cars into the store. But yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they 176 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Carlos said your grandfather had you eat 16 bananas and then took bets on Baby Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. Pakistan was a weird time, man. <laughs> Colonism will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, Ruby says she's been to Boulder. They have them there, but they're expensive. <laughs> it, I, well, I it, want to go to Boulder now. Yeah. It, instead of getting my wife an engagement ring, I'm going to pick up a Boulder for her. <laughs> That's going to be the trade-off. No, I, I don't think you're going to get married anyways then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. If, if that's, <laughs> but it's really cool. It's called Guti Lifting, G-U-T-T-I Lifting. And it's, like, it's an old traditional sport in Pakistan. And it's very old, and they're trying to preserve it. So I'm going to try to preserve it, and I'm going to try to lift 100 75. So um, every week, feel free to ask me how I'm doing with the lift. You know what? Yes, that'll be our weekly thing. Like, let's I'll, see how I'll, much you progressed. How much I progressed. That's gonna be cool. I'm gonna put it on my uh, my Instagram and my TikToks, and you guys can see me fail and and, and finally get it because I think I'll be able to do it eventually. So I we'll mean, see. Yeah, it'll probably take a couple months, but I think you can do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ruby's like a whole new meaning when the ladies say, "Let me see that rock." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that seven carats or actually 165 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. That's a giant rock, yep. That is a giant rock, eh? <laughs> All right, cool, man. Um, so in other news, you want to go on a break? Want to go on a commercial break before we switch news? Yeah, let's, let's do that real quick. Yeah. All right, we will be right back after these messages. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back, guys. Welcome back to Salam Nerds. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Get some good reviews on Apple Podcasts. And, you know, give us a like on the Spotify thing, too. We, we, we like it. We're we'll almost just download every single podcasting app and review us on all of them. Like all there's 20 that we're on. There's only two that I know of, that like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can actually review. I don't know about the rest of them. I don't know about the rest either, because quite frankly, I don't look at them. <laughs> but Apple is the only one that like pushes your content to people. If your uh, your ratings are high, They're, I don't know if the rest of them do. Oh, Spotify does it too. Oh yeah, Spotify. Okay, cool. And Google Let's Podcast. do that. Mm, okay, okay, good, man. We, I'm really excited that we broke a, a thousand on YouTube. That's so cool, man. I am super excited, and now we're dropping a lot of shorts and stuff. It's yeah, going to be. I like our new system cool. of how we're like, you know, I'm taking care of the editing and whatnot, then you do the reels and shorts. It, it's working out really well. I also 
we're live on Twitch now. I think we can be live on Twitch. Yes, you said we could be live on Twitch. We gotta start doing that. I don't know how to use Twitch, so uh, I mean, I know how to Twitch is usually what happens when I stay up for three days. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what's really good for twitching? Bananas, potassium. It helps you with the twitching. Man, I actually had live on Twitch. I just edit, I just enabled it. Oh snap! Do we have any followers on Twitch? I don't think we do. Yeah, but we are now live on Twitch. That's we are now live on Twitch. We yes. Awesome. Uh, welcome, Twitchers. Is that what they call them, Twitchers? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. We're everywhere, bro. We're going to be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, except except Facebook because they hate us. <laughs> Ban us okay, on that's Facebook. a whole separate story, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Blue Beetle came out oh. this week, and we can't promote it because, you know, the strike's still happening, so we won't be pr- promoting it. We will be reviewing it and doing a breakdown of it because we consider that, you know, I think us and SAC consider that journalism and not promotion, so we will do that. And it's for it has spoilers, so it's going to be people who already watched it. Obviously, people uh, Correct, yeah. who have not watched it won't be watching it, so that'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Carlos, you guys should join my Guti Lifting Fantasy League. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we can monetize anything if we want to yo it's oh crazy. snap ruby's here from twitch oh snap ruby is our first twitcher yo it's so cool the twitch comments actually show up on on, on, the, on the youtube and it has your little picture and everything it's so cool you know i would think that that would also happen on twitter but for some reason that doesn't work but yes on twitch and youtube you can comment live and we would see it all Yo guys, if you if you're on Twitch, join us on Twitch and you can see us live. That'll be so cool. I love mm-hmm. that. I know. I awesome. spent all day yesterday figuring it out and making it happen. Damn, look at you. Look at you, Jazz. All right, let's talk about Blue Beetle real quick. Cause I want to talk about how Blue Beetle is doing and kind of talk about how it's a little unfortunate. So Blue Beetle, uh, let's see. It has done only ten million over the weekend, and what? yeah, that makes no sense. It's it's really low, and I think it's because the strike, man. It's got to be the strike. People can't promote it. They can't go on talk shows. They can't do anything, and it's really unfortunate because, like, not reviewing it, but like, it's it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um. And it's great representation. It is amazing representation. Uh, my theater was full of people who spoke Spanish. And I think there were at least like 15 to 20% of the jokes that I did not get in that movie. But it made me so happy that other people did. Like, I yeah. just saw all these people like j- laughing at the references. And it made my heart full to kind of just see people enjoy that. Like in a Marvel movie, in, in, in a superhero movie, right? Um, I don't know. I, I really hope it picks up because Elemental, which like Chad, like you you mentioned a few times, we want to do Elemental. Elemental started off really, really weak, and then it just picked up, and now it's like making like I don't know, like a lot of money. Like it's making a lot of money, and it's just probably like word of mouth. You know what so, I'm doing? I'm going to AMCTheaters.com right now. AMC and we'll talk about it on Thursday. All right, we will talk about Blue Beetle on Thursday, and hopefully we can get Carlos to join us. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So that that'll be really cool. And uh, yeah, so Fury of the Gods, Shazam two, 
made 30 million and that was considered a failure. So Ubi's not doing very good. I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know what to say to that either. Like this is just wild to me that the only It's a good movie though. Like right, yeah. uh it's like low stakes. It's not like end of the world, but it's like a good family like movie and there are a lot of similarities to Miss Marvel in this movie. There's a lot of Miss Marvel I would say like accidental homages maybe uh in this movie which I think is really really cool. Yeah, um I will definitely go check it out. Um, obviously, we can't promote it, so I can't tell everybody else to. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was going to say, I did say I was going to watch it way before. Like, this isn't like you promoting it either. And so, let me see. Yeah, well, definitely check it out. I can't wait to talk about it. And definitely uh, look forward to Thursday. All right. That's cool. So, that's the Blue Beetle. Uh, the other thing we talked about last week, and I thought it'd be cool for us to kind of talk about and it's the fact that the whole thing that happened with with the blind side you know the football (laughs) player michael who was on the blind side his family was like screwing him over he thought they were adopting him but it was really a conservatorship kind of like what happened to britney and it's britney bitch is britney bitch And basically what happened was they like took all the rights to his life and they made sure that their biological kids got paid for that movie and he didn't. Yeah, that is fucked up. Dude, like like Sandra Bullock should definitely keep her Oscar because she made us root for that woman who was technically a villain. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, first of all, like people are actually asking Sandra Bullock to give her Oscar back, and it's like, guys, come on! She didn't know. <laughs> How was she supposed to know? All she had to do uh, was act, right? But yeah, these people are bad people, man. Mm-hmm. Like to do a conservatorship, like y- you have to know what you're doing to allow that. Like it's yeah. not supposed to be something that people should be able to just sign off on like this requires something that should be like a court mandated for conservatorship but yeah in this case like if he just freely signed it yep that should not be allowed like i think that is a genuine flaw of our legal system here not only that but they made it so that there were a lot of things that never happened that was kind of showed as truth like number one they were like Showing that they had to teach him football. And he was like, I was already All-American when I moved in with them. He was right. already an he was already he was an All-American. At 18 or conservatorship at 18, right? Right. Like he was definitely in high school. We learned football. Like I learned how to play when I was nine years old. Like right. proper rules football. Because we were playing in middle school. Right, exactly. I was on our middle school team at Sugarland Middle School. I was I never did in high school. Um, but we had to know all the rules by then. So a lot of us started learning earlier on, like fourth, fifth grade, just to get in the swing of things. Yeah. So absolutely. there's no way like he they, they taught him football. That just did yeah. not happen. And and the fact that he was all American when when like to be all American, you gotta be like an elite athlete. Like, come absolutely. on. And then in the movie they have the nerve to say that they taught this motherfucker how to read and write like can you believe that 
Can you believe that? Fuck that. That's insane. Like, like I would be so pissed if I if I was Michael. That's insane. And I think he was. I think he went on a few podcasts. And he was like, "Yeah, they made me like look like I couldn't read and write." And like, of course I could. Yeah, like, like it, no, obviously, like come on. Like if you think about it, like what this family did was pretty evil man they took money and they like ruined his reputation like he couldn't play football and he couldn't read and write that's insane yeah uh i am not happy about this and then they and people loved them for it people loved his family for like like years after that movie came out right so jazz i was thinking we can go down a list of 15 top white savior movies <laughs> oh boy let's just go down the list of at least 15 and let us know if your pick is in here what's your favorite white savior movie <laughs> can we all right you know what let's go okay let's, let's, do, it. Do, it. Yeah. let's do it let's do it let's do it and like it's not promoting because we're technically hating on all these movies. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not promoting them. We're hating them. <laughs> so, all right. Should we go from number one to number ten, or should we go the other way? Let's go. Let's, let's start from ten and then go up. I don't even have a full like top ten for this stuff. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. It's not something I ever even thought about. Like, yeah, sure. Blind sides up there. Um, shit. All right. So number ten on this list, and this is a website called rankers i guess the website is called rankers because they rank things <laughs> okay unlike the website wankers which probably does something else <laughs> so remember rankers with an r <laughs> jazz don't leave come back <laughs> jazz it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Neves, we're gonna get canceled yeah. <laughs> what? It's a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Car- Carlos says uh, the movie also painted him as having like superhuman and indestructible strength to protect those. Ability to protect oh, those instinctual. Yes. All right. So number 10 on this list is Gran Torino. That is the old school get off my lawn <laughs> movie with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like, imagine being a movie where you're saving, like, Asian people and you're calling them, like, racial slurs the whole time. Yeah, well, that that sounds about right. Right? And, like, you save them from other racist people. <laughs> that's what... That, that's, the, that's how low the bar is for white saviors. Saving them from other racist people. Like, I can be racist to them, but I'm not going to let them be racist to them. <laughs> Have you seen Gran Torino? I have, yeah. Dude, it, it won so many awards. Yep. It it won a lot of awards. And I wonder who awarded them. I know. It's like a it's like a feel good white person movie. Like we're going to give ourselves an award when you watch <laughs> movies like that. Oh man. Uh Walt Kowalski was the guy's name. All right. Number nine. All right. So number nine is a tough one. Because I oh, kind of wow. like this movie. I didn't see this coming. Okay, yeah, I'm on the website, but all right. Yeah, no, don't go on the website. I want to, I want you to have a surprise reaction. Okay. All right, fine. All right. Number nine is Sebastian from La La Land. Listen, a white man had to explain 
Jazz, <laughs> John Legend. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like it makes perfect sense why that movie's on this list now. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I buy it. Like this man was trying to save Jazz. <laughs> like, <laughs> not me, Jazz. The actual not you, Jazz. jazz. <laughs> actual. He was trying to save Jazz. Like he was a Jazz traditionalist, and <laughs> because of that, like, come on. Yo. I'm glad this motherfucker didn't get the girl. <laughs> Screw traditionalism. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. But it it is it is kind of a good movie. I'm not gonna lie. I I I, I did like it. Whatever. On to the next I, one. I, listen, man. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie. It's called Finding Forrester. William Forrester. I don't know. Have you seen this movie? I have not seen this movie either. No. So it's just, it's a, another one of those educator turned mentor white savior narratives that Hollywood cannot get enough of. Sean Connery plays William Forrester, a grumpy and reclusive novelist. And Forrester takes on Jamal Wallace, played by Rob Brown, under his wing after Wallace breaks into his home on a dare. You know what? I have seen this movie. Yeah? That's where I saw it. Where? In school, in, in middle school. And I'm just it just occurred to me it's a white teacher who showed it. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Carlos is a good movie. I don't know if he's talking about La La Land or this one. But listen, some of these could be good movies. If, if, just because they're white saving doesn't mean they're bad. I mean, they're problematic. But they, they can... You know, they got a good script. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. All right. All right. So I haven't seen that one. So I don't know if I can say anything about this. This one, this one is pretty obvious. I think a lot of people um, thought about this when this comes out. And it's The Help with Emma. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yep. Oh, Emma okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen a lot of these movies and like I never thought about it in the lens That's of a White Savior movie. Yep. But now that you're saying it, it makes so much sense. Like, right? So, yeah. you know, people were pissed off of the help because, you know, it told the, la- the lives of Southern black maids uh, narrated through the voice of a young white girl. <laughs> yeah, that's right? problematic by every means. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Someone says, what I've discovered is that many people who... Uh, oh, this is what the director said. What I've discovered is many people who criticize this movie usually about 80% have not read the book, which I find frustrating. Well, like, I don't think people should have to read the book to understand, like, the point of the movie. Like, you should, your movie should come across its point without having you to go to, like, <laughs> like reference material. <laughs> On top of that, like, that's, that's such a cop-out from a director. Like, oh, the, the audience didn't see it my way, therefore the audience is wrong. Like, fuck you, yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's another one that won a bunch of awards though. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Which one is this? Oh, this one. This one's a little classic. This might be the OG White Savior movie, Lawrence of Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes. (laughs) Look, this, this came out before people knew what the term White Savior was. And, like, people in the Middle East loved this movie. They loved it. They, like, there is a garden uh, named after Lawrence in, like, some of these countries. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy. People, I don't know, people were just, you know, looking for crumbs or representation. So even, like, all these, like, white people in brown face in this movie was enough for them. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, 
I, I'm not gonna lie, I liked Lawrence of Arabia growing up. Like it was yep. cool. And then later on in life, I'm like, oh yeah, it's problematic. So yeah, 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 I've seen it. I like it. It is what it is. And then later on in life, I'm like, yeah, no, that's a problem. Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's see what Number else five. we got. Number five. It's another one I kind of liked, but I might have to rewatch it again with the new lens. And that's Blood Diamond with Leo DiCaprio. I haven't seen this one. So Leonardo DiCaprio puts on a South African accent like no other. <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay. it's it's wild. It's wild, man. His accent in here is insane. Uh, this movie was directed by Edward Zwick, and his obsession he has an obsession with uh, White Saber narrative. Uh, he has another movie called Glory or The Last Samurai. Oh, someone mentioned The Last Samurai. I didn't know it was by him. Interesting. To understand that people of color can't attain their goals without the help of a hardened white man who is in the process of freeing the oppressed. So, yeah. Um, in this movie, it's set in 1999, Civil War in Sierra Leone. Oh, it's in Sierra Leone. Okay, never mind. Leonardo DiCaprio plays Danny oh, Archer. A pretty racist diamond smuggler <laughs> when he meets Solomon Vandy, uh, a local fisherman who has found a massive pink diamond. He agrees to help locate Vandy's kidnapped son. Initially, Archer's interests in Vandy were solely monetary, but as the character and whips tend to do, Archer has a change of heart and risk it all, including his very life for Vandy. So, so another racist <laughs> white guy has a heart of gold. <laughs> By the end of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna watch it. Just watch it for Leonardo DiCaprio's accent. It's 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 wild. His accent's insane in this. It's I will watch clips on YouTube then. Yeah, I'll watch the clip on YouTube. All right, this is another one. Number four. We're at number four already. Number four is Coach Harold Jones in Radio. Radio was the movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. I haven't seen this one either. So they said this movie is an un- uncomfortable watch on so many levels. For one thing, you never go full-on mentally disabled in a film. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! This article is wild. I'm reading this from the article. I did not say this. <laughs> this is not me. I'm reading quote on <laughs> the article. <laughs> I thought that was just a line from Tropic Thunder. I can't believe someone wrote that in here. <laughs> That's hilarious and amazing. Oh my god! Um, wow. <laughs> This movie trampled over real and complex people with cognitive issues with just bad acting. Uh, Cuba Green Jr. really, really went for it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a hard, almost hard to tell who this film is most insulting to. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, this film comes from a Sports Illustrated article by Gary Smith that was based on a real-life story. The article was written about a true Coach Jones and his buddy James Radio Kennedy. It's hard to say how true the real story is, but in the film, Jones, played by Ed Harris, is portrayed as a total saint for looking after radio. So, yeah, that's, that one's... Oh, my God. I'm not even going to watch that one. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I do remember that radio was a name that people would call each other to call each other something instead of the R word back in the day. I do remember that. I did not know that. I'm learning yeah. something new today. People wow. usually call each other radio. I remember that. Huh. Um, this one, pretty obvious. Uh, Jake Sully in Avatar. And if, if yeah, it's... Yeah, okay. <laughs> right? 
And if Avatar's in here, Dances with Wolves is in here, and Pocahontas is in here, and all the movies that copied is in here. So yep, this guy, this white guy, has to go onto this, you know, island and the Navi, and basically he ends up saving them. In blue face. <laughs> in blue face. <laughs> oh, he blew himself. <laughs> oh, you know what's man. funny? What? There's actually a record in Mario Kart. Yeah. Called blue yourself oh how really fast can you get a blue shell yeah get into first place launch the blue shell and destroy yourself in the process it's called blue yourself there's like a record like for it and so people uh, like speed run mario kart yeah just try to blue themselves that's so funny that so many people try to blue themselves yeah blue <laughs> shells man it's great all right all right uh let's see Number two, the blind side. I think number two might get pushed up to one after finding out what really happened. Yeah, I think at this point it really should be number one. It really should be number one. I can't believe it, man. That's crazy. I want to go back and rewatch the movie and like just like review like all the stuff that you know is probably fake as hell. Yeah, right. Now that we know, I really want to see it from a different lens. Should we review all these movies? Should we do like re- uh, recaps and breakdowns of like white savior movies and just like just rip them apart and just do hate watch? I wouldn't do all of them, but like maybe a couple we can do here and there whenever we can like, do a couple in between, you know, bachelor seasons or whatnot. So yeah, yeah, maybe we can do it. Uh, I-, I know, I know, one of my friends is going to be heartbroken when we do La La Land because that's her favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Let's go. Number one. Number one. Oh, this is a movie I never thought about for a long time. I haven't thought about this movie forever. All right. Wanna take uh did you did you already see it, Jazz, or no? Nope. Did, okay. Guess what it is. I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Fuck. Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer. I just connected it. I'm like, oh my god, yes. That, that, oh, that is a white savior movie. That is such a white savior movie. Everything makes sense now. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> right? That's crazy. And, like, it, it's insane. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. In the movie, they made it all minority kids with the token white kid here and there perpetuates the myth that only minority kids are at risk and that white kids don't have any problems. Uh, the only good thing to come out of this movie was Gangsta's Paradise. <laughs> I mean, Coolio is the man. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. So. That is true. Oh, man. There was another movie just like this with... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Hilary Swank. Do you remember that one? Jeez, I feel like... It was I very similar to Dangerous about. Minds. Yeah. Like speed readers or something readers. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. Hillary Swank White Savior movie. <laughs> Hillary Swank White Savior. Freedom Riders. Freedom Riders. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Top five most cringeworthy White Savior. <laughs> Hillary Swank. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, yeah, there's a few more in the comments that I want to read, though. Uh, Carlos had some good ones. Uh, Dance with the Wolves, yeah. That would be up there. The Last yeah, Samurai he, for sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, the last samurai <laughs> is Tom Cruise. 
<laughs> yes. I love me some Tom Cruise, but yeah. But the thing is, like, okay, The Last Samurai, I have to rewatch it because someone told me the point of The Last Samurai is the opposite of a white savior movie. That's what someone said. They were like, I think the point of the movie was that, like, you don't need white savior. So I have to rewatch it again. So I don't know. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to give The Last Samurai, but just by the title alone, <laughs> and it's starring Tom Cruise, I totally get it. But someone once said that. So I would have to watch it myself and see if it's an actual white savior movie. Okay. Someone told Yo, me Carlos, let's come on. You want to send him the link real quick? Yeah, then him. Just Venom. for like the last like 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Cool, Can't, do it. Did you want me to do it? All right, I'll do it. Yeah, because I don't have his email, but you do, so. I have his email. How do I do that? Invite. Invite. All right. Yeah, but anyways, uh, in other entertainment news, I have nothing. In anime news, I have also nothing. Um, All right, Carlos. The email is sent. This is is the first time live we're inviting somebody live on a show and asking them to come on. (laughs) That's so wild. Yeah, it's it's so much fun doing this on Sundays. It's like, it's not as structured. We can have people come in and out. Like, eventually, I really would love to see, like, we just randomly invite people and have them rotate in and out throughout the show. That'd be so cool. I would love it if, like, a radio show where people call in. Yeah, right. <laughs> You've won tickets to Taylor Swift Erator. Just kidding. We don't have that. <laughs> we can't afford that. No, we like, can't afford that. are you that. doing? That's, like, $7,000, bro. I can't do that yeah, No, not yet. No. Not yet. One the, day, most, the most we can do is get you, like, a, a taping of, like, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, what's good, Carlos, bro? Carlos, welcome to the show. What's up? What's How are going you? on? I'm good. I was uh, putting away laundry, so I couldn't jump on. But the laundry's put away, so... We're good now. Amazing. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck that laundry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have anime news, Jazz. Uh, the Scott Pilgrim anime oh. is is announced, and it is coming out November seventeenth. Yes. And they got the I full. Ca- they got the full they cast. Made that okay? Yeah, no, yeah. that's great news actually. And it looks great. The trailer is out. It looks really good. I did. Cool. I saw someone do a a uh, like side-by-side comparison of the movie and the trailer and it yeah. looks so good yeah it looks mm-hmm. really good that's like one of my it's like my top five favorite movies i've seen it 40 times like i it, it's on it's my comfort movie i throw it on all the time so it's yeah so just good. even just the trailer i'm like that's a shot from the movie that's a shot from the movie so yeah yeah good and news. like yeah thank you and brie larson is so damn good in that movie i don't know how people say she can't act she is so amazing she's in that so movie. good she's so good she's, in that hate is uh, gonna hate that that cast was like they were all like just about to pop off, but they had not yet. Except yes. for maybe, maybe Michael Sarah would have been like the biggest one, but like yeah. people weren't really like like uh Kieran Culkin, uh Anna Kendrick, yep. um, you know, Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh, yep. Chris Evans was a known quantity. People knew Chris Evans back then, but not like yes. it wasn't yeah. like, yeah. It's yeah. it's really wild. I think he had done like the first like avengers but he had not done civil war yet so he was still just like getting there right and right. oh my god i forgot about that good catch good news man yeah Love that. Wait, when, when was scott pilgrim that would that would have been what like, like 07 oh so it it's right before iron man because it had to be it had to be later than 07 it had to be later than yeah 07. it had to be later than 07. because i remember where i remember which oh, starbucks i was working at 2010 
Yeah, yeah that makes more sense. So he wasn't cap. He hadn't Captain America hadn't come out yet. No, I mean, I think so. When did when did Avengers come out? Captain America, I think, came out like a little bit after Iron Man. Because it would have been Iron Man and Hulk in 08, yeah. Iron Man two and Thor in 09. and then yo, the first Avenger was twenty eleven. Yeah, but uh, the the first Avenger was twenty eleven. So yeah, oh, so he didn't pop off yet. Uh, so oh he, no, we, we still just knew him as off. we just knew him as the Human Torch and. Uh, and, and the, the guy, guy from, from not another not, teen movie. Not another teen movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. He was in not movie. another teen movie. That's yeah. where I remember him yeah. from. Yeah. Yo, a banana, a banana, that's split, the first, banana split. But that's the first time we saw America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Carlos, go off on your uh, top ten of white savior movies. Okay, that's so, a good list, actually. For, actually, I wouldn't put Finding Forrester as a white savior movie. I don't think that one technically, like, it doesn't count. Okay. It, that it could be the truth though like it's it's it falls into many other tropes but it's not a white savior movie because it's one of those like i taught you but you taught me you know like one of those kind of things mm-hmm. i would say there are a ton of like white coach black high school sports yeah. movies um yeah. sunset park with Rhea perlman is one Ooh. of those um yeah, there, there's a there's a that's a whole to the Keanu Reeves one too, right? Oh yeah, Hardball. That's that's a good movie though. I like Hardball. Hardball is based on a true story that happened in Chicago. Dude, um, it was so sad. I cried in that movie. Yeah. That was, oh yeah. That's a good one. When uh, when one of the characters doesn't make it to the end of the movie, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but uh, yeah, that's like heartbreaking. And then I've actually met that actor in chicago at like bulls no games i'm like oh it's it's i don't want to give the character's name away but yeah it's yeah it's so and so but yeah that's that's yeah that's kind of a i gotta give tiktok credit for that one because i hadn't seen that movie initially when it came out yeah but then like a year ago i saw clips of it i'm like i need to watch this <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Keanu does a good job in it wait yeah. Ke- Keanu, Keanu is middle eastern and asian i don't know if that one counts Keanu and Poly- is white. And Polynesian, right? He's also yeah, yeah. Keanu is mm. mixed. I don't know if he can. He, I think we get away with that one. We will let the audience decide. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I count Keanu because he he he's a mix of like Polynesian, Middle Eastern, and um, what you might call it, Asian. There's no. I'll put it on Reddit. Let's see but is then. he playing a white man? That's right. the question. Oh, that's is the, the question. is the char- is the character Polynesian and Asian, or is he playing a white guy? The question is: Is he playing a white guy in real life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could pass for it. Yeah. White passing man. I mean, yeah. I uh, other white sabers. Uh, well, Dances with Wolves is like the like oh, that's yeah. like the gold standard of yeah. like <laughs> yeah. But then that's like Dances. With, if you've seen Dances with Wolves, you've seen Avatar. Yeah, like it's the same movie. Yeah. Um, the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise is a is a white savior movie. So, so, so like, go ahead. Someone told me it wasn't a white savior movie because, and like, I, I don't know because I haven't seen it in a long time. Because like, apparently, the message of the movie is that white savior is bad. Kind of like how Dune is a white savior movie, but also the message of it is white saviors are bad. Okay, so the the message of 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 the Last Samurai is that like white people and like western culture is yeah. ugly and bad 
Yeah. And you know, it, but then it also falls into like the the ancient Asians are so mystical and pure. Like it's that <laughs> thing, you know. Like, yeah, but yeah. but also he ends up being a better samurai than the samurai. That's oh, a boo. He started like yeah. He ends up like being able to like defeat them in when they're like training and like hand to hand combat or whatever, or or like the it's like these training swords that are made of like bamboo or whatever. He's beating yeah. them. It's like come on, man. I don't know. Train- I kind of feel like Tom Cruise could do that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> this man held his breath for six minutes and fifty seconds. <laughs> that's true. That's that's true. Yeah, he probably yeah probably when he goes to sleep at night, he like astral projects to the past and actually does spar with real samurai. I have a theory that like Tom Cruise goes into the Avatar state and like gets like people from the past to like do yep. things. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, white. Uh, would Green Book count as a white savior movie? I mean, that one best picture. Yeah, um, I, that's. Cl- I would say because isn't it about a white guy teaching a black guy about racial tolerance in yeah. like Jim Crow America? Yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. No, it's <laughs> that's, that's too. Well, I can't well, even... sir, when you put it that way. <laughs> Listen here, black man. Let me teach you a little something about race relations. Oh my god! Oh man, that's good. That's so good. Uh, um, yeah, but there there are a ton of like white coach takes a team of black, usually black, but sometimes um, Latino uh, minority athletes, and makes them better because he believes in them and no one's ever believed in them before or whatever. And yeah, you know, I want to, that, I want to hear the reverse of that. I want to see Samuel object and teach the mighty ducks. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> all white team. There was something like that. Um, Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Yeah. But like the team wasn't all white though. Was it? No, no there were like some white, white guys on it. Yeah. yeah. I think Channing Tatum is one Channing of the white Tatum. guys. Yeah. yeah Channing Tatum's on it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, I got nothing else, guys. So what's up with everybody else? No, this, I, a, you mentioned this Matt Damon movie, though. What was Great that Wall one? of China? That was a typo. Great Wall. Oh. I think it might actually just be called like the Great Wall of China or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> it's like Matt Damon, and it's like feudal China, and they're defending China against like a horde of like Lovecraftian monsters or something that are attacking the wall. But like, again. You're making a movie about a you know a whatever a, a cosmic horror event at the Great Wall of China, and your main character is Matt Damon fighting them off. Like it, it's just yeah, it's called the Great Wall. I just looked it up. It's just the Great Wall. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. They got Goodwill Hunting fighting off their battles. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> I got the wall. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. There's a lot of them, man. And like until this like um uh, blindside thing happened, like I kind of just forgot about how many there were. There's so many. Oh, you know what's another one? Uh The Kill a Mockingbird. That would be a white savior movie. Too, I mean, I almost okay, well, literally. Different. Like you couldn't have any other savior at the time though. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> fair. That's fair. What yeah. about Green Mile? So the green, so the green mile runs into, if anything, the trope of the the magic Negro. Yeah, where it's like this is a large black man with a simple mind, but who's got like some sort of like 
you know mysticism to him. mysticism yeah. He's, yeah and his his initials sickness <laughs> his name is john coffee his initials are jc mm. and he dies for our sins and whatever but yeah and i don't know really, i mean he doesn't get saved he, oh not, that is true he doesn't get he saved dies. <laughs> he gets executed yeah no he falls into the yeah into the, what, the what, what's the opposite of a white savior movie then? <laughs> a magic negro your legend of bagger vance um that 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 whole trope that's a whole other someone said the opposite of a white savior movie is reality (laughs) (laughs) fair oh wow our comment section's popping off (laughs) yeah yeah oh man that's funny okay man yeah that's that is insane but like here's the true question though why do so many of these white savior movies win awards though because white people Who's voting vote for on them? it. <laughs> yeah. look, ding, look ding, at ding. the academy. Look at the membership of the academy, and what do you see? Okay, why are so many presidents old white men? Well, right? let's see. Let's take a look at who who's most likely to vote: old white men. <laughs> They're like, wow, I feel really good after watching this movie. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, what movie did it beat? Did it beat Black Klansman or something like that for Best Picture <laughs> that year? What movie was uh, it? Black Klansman? I think it did. I think Spike Lee was like up for like best director. I think he won best director and then didn't win best picture. And they asked him about Green Book and he was like, I haven't seen that movie. Like I'm not I'm not watching Green Book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was 2019's Academy Awards and yeah. That's, that's crazy. And the thing is like my TikTok is filled with like black people said like we've been told you about this movie <laughs> we've been yep. told you something was wrong about that movie mm-hmm. something ain't smell right with the, the blind side <laughs> so uh they're like we knew it the so. blind side was i yeah my my can i swear on this podcast yeah, yeah sure sure okay. let it all my, out i wasn't sure what we're doing with all the live streams now my bullshitometer was off the charts watching the blind side i was <laughs> yeah. like i'm sorry Sandra Bullock taught this man to play football at age like 18. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. And they, yeah. And they, and as I commented earlier, like in the movie, he's got this like, it's almost like he's got this like preternatural ability to protect those around him, almost like an animalistic loyalty to those that he Weird. cares for. It's, it's so like he, in the movie, he took some sort of like, uh, some sort of test. That like tested all of his um, abilities, and he tested off the charts in basically protecting, and that's why they make him a tackle because he can protect. And so, like in the movie, she walks over to him in the middle of the movie, and she's like, "You see that quarterback? Treat him like he's your family." And then all of yeah. a sudden, he's like the best right tackle in the history yeah, of yeah. Like, high school football. So, like, not only do they do they treat him like you know. He could barely read and write and, and he had never had a bed before and, and he didn't know football. But it's also like and he was also almost superhuman. Like like yeah, like they it's it's really problematic. It's really, really problematic. And then the final act of the movie is just that couple really like covering their asses for like, we promise we didn't tell him to go to our alma mater. He just wanted to go really bad. Yeah. Us adopting him had nothing to do with the fact that we were getting an all-American high school football player to play for Ole Miss, I think it is. Like, it's, God, it's crazy. The rebels of all... I forgot yeah. it was Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so it turns out there's some uh, white savior movies with Indians, too. There's one where... Uh, 
this white guy goes to India and finds some cricket ballers and brings them into um, baseball and makes them baseball pitchers. Is that the John Hamm movie? Yeah, is the it, John Hamm movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Bill Simmons produced that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. I totally forgot on. what that existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. John Hamm cricket. Cricket. It'd be amazing if there were just a million dollar arm. It was oh, a million yeah. dollar arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so both those guys didn't make it to the major league, but one of those guys actually got really buff and became a WWE star. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say he became a Guti lifter. No. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, hold on. I'll tell you. Let me see if I can. And that guy on. became Dave Batista. <laughs> <laughs> And that guy became Ginger Mahal. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Ginger Mahal. It's not the one. Let me see. The WWE. And that guy became Trish Stratus. What? <laughs> How? Amazing. What a transformation. Yeah, his, his name is Rinku Singh. And he played, he's in WWF under the name Veer Mahan, or simply okay. Veer, as a member of Indusher. So he was with he was with Jinder Mahal and Sangha, but he yeah he became a he became a wrestler. So yeah, he tried to be a baseball player. Uh, he didn't make it to the majors, but then he got super buff and became a WWE wrestler. All right, tale as old as time. You know, if I had a nickel uh, for every time I heard that story. That's actually exactly five nickels. <laughs> no, that actually exactly the same thing that happened to Macho Man Randy Savage. He was a baseball player before he became uh, a wrestler. I thought you were going to say he no, was also found playing nickels. cricket. <laughs> they found he was, him. He was a baseball player. Yeah. I so, see. Jeff, you would have two nickels, which is not a lot, but it's really strange that it happened twice. <laughs> there are probably many ex-baseball players who became That's true. wrestlers. Yeah, probably a lot, of, a, a lot of athletes in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. that's true. That's like true. Dwayne Johnson, right? I mean, he was probably was on. Was he They're on most... the tra- track to play like NFL football, and then he got injured or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He was mm-hmm. he was that good? He he played for the University of Miami, and then he played for the Canadian League, and then he got cut in the Canadian League. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So and then he became a wrestler. Uh he then went he home. Yeah, he he went home and his dad picked him up at the airport and all he had was $7 in his pocket and his life was over because he didn't make it to uh, the NFL. And that's why his production company is called $7 or 7 bucks production. Oh. Because he only has 7 bucks in his pocket when he decided to become a wrestler and give up on the NFL. That's interesting. Yeah. That's Very interesting. Cool. Uh, I'm, reading, yeah. I'm reading a book right now about the, um, the history of the MCU. And, oh really? Uh, yeah, it's coming out in October. I got an early, early copy for Agents of Fandom, Ooh. and uh, yeah, it's written by Joanna Robinson from The Ringer. Um, it's Ooh. really she's been working on it for like three or four, maybe even five years. And uh, there's a whole story in there about Ike Perlmutter. I don't know if you guys, yeah, 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 the uh, guy who wanted to do the Inhuman story. And in- yeah, he's kind of a villain now, but like yeah. he. He started Toy Biz and he's yeah. it's another one of those stories. Like he came to America with like I think he had $25 in his pocket and he mm. became a billionaire because he started he worked at like a a store that sold like kind of random things and he saw that toys were selling, were always selling. So yeah. he started a toy company and he, that toy company became Toy Biz, which then he bought Marvel with Toy Biz. Wow. It's a wild story. But also he's a monster and He's the reason we didn't get like 
Black any Panther. movies, any movies that starred anyone that wasn't a white man, essentially. Were, yeah, you know, we, we were supposed to get a, a Black Widow movie, like in Phase Two. We didn't get one, you yeah. know, like because because of all that. So, yeah, he was like, "Look how bad Elektra did," and then he yeah. used that to kind of shut down anyone making a movie le- with the leading a woman. Yeah, and they're just like, "We can't sell those toys," and Mm-mm. yeah, like the 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 villain in um, Iron Man Three. Um, yeah. Okay, so you remember in Iron Man three, it's like Aldrin Kill- Killian. Killian, and then there's the Rebecca Hall character, mm-hmm. yeah. who ends up being bad, but like initially she's kind of flirty with Tony Stark. Right. In the original script, she's the big bad. Mm. But Ike Perlmutter's like, no, we can't sell those toys. That would have made so much more sense. So much more sense. And then the the, the movie just kind of like gets rid of her. <laughs> just like, yeah. I guess you're, I guess you're done here now. <laughs> Your watch has ended, and then she's just oh, done in the movie. Yeah, that's interesting. So, wow, that book looks really I can't interesting. Wait to read that book's going to be amazing. Like, like, uh, highly, highly recommended. Like, pre-order it now. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really lucky uh, to have been able to get an advanced copy. We're going to be covering it um, for Agents of Fandom, and we're efforting we're trying to get an interview with the it's three writers it's joanna robinson and then uh dave gonzalez and um gavin edwards i don't want to say gavin newsom um <laughs> and we're we're trying to get an interview with those guys and we'll hopefully fingers crossed we'll be able to get one yeah mm. hopefully man i can't yeah. wait to check that out I can't yeah. wait to check out y'all's podcast on it so very excited yeah I'm trying to see how many articles i can get just like Look at that. Are You're the, already selling our comments. People in our comments that. are already like, yeah, this book sounds amazing. The book is incredible. I'm telling you, like, I was expecting to open it up and it's like, here's how Iron Man was made. But it starts with like, and here's why they don't have the rights to anything for the first like 25 years. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's really, really comprehensive. Um, I'm, I'm really you like, I'm definitely going to write an article just about all of the actors who were almost cast that Ooh. ended up getting cast later. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I'll like the one Paul that blow, the one that's blowing me away um, is they looked at Chadwick Boseman for Drax in oh, guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Wow. They looked at, they looked at Chadwick Boseman and um, Lupita Nyong'o for Drax and for Gamora. Wow. And yeah. And both of them were like, it didn't quite work, but they, they always had him in mind. So when it came time to cast something else, they're like, wait a second. We saw those two. Yeah. I know the guy who played Bucky uh, went out for a few things before he got cast as Bucky. Also, he tried to go for Iron Man initially, if I remember. He was there for Captain America. Yeah. Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sebastian Stan. Oh, the Iron the Iron Man story. Like, yeah, it's it's wild. Like, I I I will spoil no more. The book is incredible. Comes out in mid October sometime. So all right, keep an eye on it for it. Yeah. But you can pre-order it now, and you definitely should. And then also, if you do, post it on Twitter or X or Twix, what I'm calling it now. Um, call it Twix. and Post it on Twix and definitely tag me and say, I'm the one who sent you to the pre-order. And then yeah, maybe yeah. I can get my interview. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely do that, man. All right. Definitely, man. For definitely. sure. Everybody in the audience, when you're listening, watching this, whatever, do definitely try and pre-order this book and help our boy Carlos out. Yeah, man. Carlos always always with the good stuff man carlos will you be able to come back on our show when we do blue beetle yes What's your schedule oh, yeah. like all right cool, uh man. yeah no my, my kids are now starting school this week so it's homework time for them at night so i can i can record 
So, nice, yeah. perfect. Yeah. All right, man. Is, uh, I'm watching it Thursday with Rocky. So yeah. All right, nice. cool. So Thursday we'll do Blue Beetle. I'm looking forward to it. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you everybody. You know it's late. Hope hope our random topics on Sundays are fun for you guys. Tuesday we'll be back for the Bachelor. It'll be the finale of the Bachelor. So feel free to join us for that. And then we'll do Blue Beetle after that. And then I think after that week, Ahsoka starts. Or does Ahsoka start this week? Starts this week. This week. Ooh, Jazz, we might have to do three episodes this week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. Carlos, thank you for joining us. Let people know where they can find you real quick. Uh, I'm at Carlos Freitas JR on Twix. And um, you can find all of my writings and musings on agentsoffandom.com, which is a tremendous website. We've got a, a ton of good writers there. So even if even if you don't like my stuff, read other people's stuff. They're they're good. They're good. Oh, everybody, agents of fandom is phenomenal. So, we yes, we love them. Recommend. We we consider them a sister podcast because we we love everybody on there, and we pretty much had everybody who worked for them on our podcast <laughs> at one point. <laughs> you, guys, you, you remember like the, there were the Care Bears and then there was like the Care there was like a penguin and a lion and an elephant. Yeah, like, yeah. You, yeah, we we consider you guys like the Care Bear cousins to uh, our <laughs> Care Bears. So. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Well, thank you everybody for joining us and we will see you guys next time. And until next time, guys, salam nerds. Peace.